Welcome fellow last places to another episode of LPF Debrief where we talk about comic books, movies, and TV shows. And on today's episode, as you can read in the title, we will be talking about episode seven of She-Hulk. So you guys know the deal. If you don't want to hear any spoilers, go ahead and pause it, go watch the episode, come on back and I'll tell you what my thoughts are. And as always guys, if you could like subscribe, comment, uh, do all that good stuff right on the podcast. It really helps our visibility and we would greatly appreciate it. Now I am doing this one solo, uh, which is fine, but, um, you know, hopefully we'll get Chris back soon at least maybe for the season finale. We'll, you know, it's not, we'll see what happens, but, um, if he does come back, we can't wait for him to come back. Cause I know he would have loved this episode, but let's get right into it. We're going to be talking about episode, se- uh, seven, eight, sorry, episode eight of She-Hulk. And basically, uh, without, I, obviously we just all left that emotional high of what they, you know, what we saw and stuff like that, which I will get into, but we start this episode off with leapfrog, um, which is hilarious. Just again, showing off what this show is, right. It's funny. Um, we get funny moments. We get these characters, uh, you know, she is a superhero lawyer. So getting superhero, just seeing, being able to see some of these low level superheroes or, you know, low level villains, uh, in some of these cases, just show up and you know have a presence in the show i think it just really opens up for marvel being allowed to really get into their to their you know bread baskets of basically using the plethora of characters that they have because they have a bunch of these kind of characters who you know you could find a home for them in this show and and i think that's cool that you know obviously you're going to go to court for this reason right for um what we watch in this scene a little bit about leapfrog he is an actual comic book character he's fought dare daredevil a few times and he actually joined the defenders at one point in his uh superhero career or you know as we will go on later on it, he's fought daredevil a few times which all automatically should have probably tipped most people off right and if people who do know the deep cuts of marvel know who the character is it probably was the first foreshadow of Hey, we're probably going to get Daredevil. We know in episode five, we got the teaser of, we know we've seen it in the previews at this time. We've seen it all over the place and we're only two episodes in left at this point. So clearly it was either going to be this episode or the next and boy, it did not disappoint. Right? So leapfrogs whole shoes, it malfunctions. He goes to Jen, uh, to find out, you know, he wants to sue for all these reasonings. Jen takes it as a normal case saying like, okay, well, if the manufacturer, uh, messed up, then that, you know, you could definitely get a a payout or something for, for that. Uh, then she finds out who it is and she finds out that it's Luke Jacobson. And we already know with the relationship of Luke Jacobson, why she would not want to accuse him of being, making faulty equipment, right? Because he, we know he's this heavy superhero uh, designer. And it wouldn't be a cool thing to be like, Hey, uh, you, you made this suit that I know it works great. Cause I'm one of your clients, but it messed up for this person. So I'm now doing my job as a lawyer in order to try to fix the situation for this rich, um, kid. Cause his parents are rich. I mean, his dad is rich and is a big client at the, the thing. So I'm going to have to, you know, take you to court. She tries to avoid this, um, and tries to get an agreement that, doesn't ends up going to Luke and obviously Luke was going to feel some kind of way because he feels disrespected that she would even come at him with some, the level of disrespect saying that 
his costume or his equipment malfunction. So he's instantly upset. Jen gets a little upset saying, okay, well then I'll take you to court. And we could tell that something was going to happen, right? Something here was going to happen. Uh, we get to the courtroom scene and we see Jen there chilling. She's, you know, oh, thinking that Luke is going to represent himself. Uh, but then in walks in. And I think at this point, everyone kind of already knew who was about to walk in, right? Because why wouldn't the lawyer already be there if, you know, if it wasn't someone we we're going to want to know? And clearly it's Matt Murdock, which if you guys remember, I talked about this earlier when I thought we were going to see him, that I felt like they were going to obviously make him show up in a courtroom, right? Like, because that's just a perfect way of doing it. It's also technically the first way we've seen Matt Murdock, right? We haven't seen Daredevil yet. So we've only seen him in, um, this is a spoiler for Spider-Man if you haven't watched that yet, but, um, you know, in No Way Home, we saw him there being ready to defend uh, Pete, which I thought, again, perfect. So just having these characters now and having this now law division is a, is cool in a sense because you have these these superheroes who have their daily life that they do other things, right? So in comes Matt Murdock, dripping of swag like he always is. There's um just 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 Charlie Cox is is Matt Murdock, and I mean this got he got to show he gets to show his range in this, which um you know obviously Daredevil was more of a serious serious tone. This is more not I'm not gonna say he's a light hearted, but it's not obviously as serious as the character we knew. But even then, that Matt Murdock had a very you know, he was very charming. He had a very, you know, presence of still very, like jokey, but not clearly like this, you know, where he could show a little bit of a lighter side, which is a something that Matt does in the comics. So the fact that they, you know, he was able to show that side, I thought was really cool. We come in, he's representing, obviously we both know, they both know their stuff as, as far as a law firm goes. And then obviously Matt is, um, one thing that I thought was really interesting is that uh, Jen tried to bring it up as a, you know, getting other people to say that, hey, there was a manufacturer error and coming out as a witness and making that a public thing. And I thought it was really cool that we brought up something that obviously was a big event in the MCU, which was Civil, uh, which was Civil War. And we talked about the Sokovia Accords, right? And them being repealed. And I think that's a really cool way of throwing that in because we see what kind of conversation that brought out, right? Which during that time also brought out uh, such a crazy conversation about, hey, like should superheroes tell them who you are? And and Matt basically saying, being on the side of, hey, like it doesn't like, just because you have shown who you are, doesn't mean that all these other superheroes want to do that. We know the, we know the Spider-Man case in the comic books, when that actually happened and how much uh, trouble that brought him. So Matt is saying that because this was repealed, like none of these um, superheroes have to say if their <clears throat> thing was defaulted or whatever. And then clearly Matt uses his senses to be able to tell him <clears throat> to say that, sorry, <clears throat> it, Matt uses his senses to say, Hey, by the way, this, um, that's gat, like that's jet fuel in there. And then clearly that was not the way that it was instructed to be used. Um, so I thought it was hilarious that that even happened. Um, but an, another fu uh, funny moment to mention is that Matt actually in the comic was, <clears throat> sorry, I'm so sorry, yo. but, uh, Matt was supposed to, uh, represent Leapfrog in the comic books in a court date, but was replaced by Foggy. 
So I thought that was funny just because of the name twist and all that stuff. But also just seeing a character that Foggy represented, you know, it it's it's are we going to see Foggy in, in uh, Daredevil Born Again? That's the thing that a lot of people want to know. And I mean, I want to know because I, I do enjoy that character. So um, that whole thing was fun. They go to the bar, obviously, where lawyers have. And um, clearly, Matt, you know, is going to, you know, Matt's going to be Matt. So he he's out there. He's going to be the charming dude that we know. And we can already see Jen is kind of like, yeah, this is the dude. Like, I, I'm kind of feeling this dude because he he is Matt Murdock. Like that it we just we've seen the swag before. This is nothing new to anyone, right? That Matt Murdock is a swag. And also we know if you know the comic book history of She-Hulk, this makes sense, right? This is something that she never been ashamed of or things like that. But you can see how that's growing into this, right? So I think just showing off that nudge of what's a, what we're foreshadowing at this point, it's just a great nod to the comic books because that's something that was done, right? But then clearly she gets a call something's about to happen. Matt has to go do something. He, you know, is in need of some help. He's going to go. And we, once superheroes cell phones start ringing, we know the thing is Jen doesn't know because she doesn't know who daredevil is. So, um, all that being said, that was a really cool scene of just them, you know, kind of starting to feel each other, like feeling each other and stuff like that, having that fun back and forth that, um, they, that they were having. So I thought that was really cool. We go off to the scene basically where Foggy, uh, not Foggy, I'm sorry, Leap, um, Matt gets a, a message saying that, you know, someone needs help that, we, I mean, we know that, but even though we didn't see it, we know he's off to go do some daredevil stuff because that only makes sense why he would have to leave late at night to, to go do something, right? So it's just the only thing. And then obviously Jen has something to do. She heads home, uh, and then gets a case where someone's saying, you know, something's happening where someone is chasing her client, right? So she shows up, she gets the superhero suit that uh, Luke makes her, she puts it on. We end up seeing a, the scene where uh, Leapfrog is just driving away from someone. Again, we know who it is. There's no way it can't be the person we think it is. And then Jen shows up, stops the car, a dude flips off the car, and then we get our daredevil, um, we get our Daredevil. We finally get to see Daredevil in the red and yellow, the classic, sometimes in the comics color. Uh, I'm glad they brought that back, especially because obviously we need to. We, I, I know they don't want to dif differentiate from the character, but you do want it. This is going to be like a different telling of the story. So if people are going to get upset or, you know, we don't know what the rating is going to be of this show yet, but they're going to tell it in a different light because at the end of the day, even though they have the rights to it, it wasn't something that was produced by Disney. And we know how people get about that. Like just being, you know, showing off some, some other great, you know, producers and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, it's always going to be a Netflix show. So, but I think Disney's going, wanted to show something new and show something also him not being in inside of hell's kitchen to wear a different suit um, things like that. I think that all that stuff makes sense to me. I don't have a major problem with him, especially when you're going to go back to a, co a costume that daredevil has actually worn, um, him wearing the yellow and the yellow and red to me was just a nice touch to pay homage to the comics. So, uh, I actually enjoy it. I enjoyed the, the reveal. I think it was great to see. We see a fight scene where we finally get to see some, uh, like, you know, 
we get to see Jen in action. Uh, we get to see Matt in action. Obviously, we know Matt is going to be agile enough to fight someone as the size of the Hulk, av like having to deal with Kingpin. So like it, he's not he's not like, you know, not accustomed to moving agilely fast. So the for her to not be able to hit him doesn't, you know, is not something that's new. Uh, but the stuff obviously Jen does to then um, be able to slow him down, you know, with the the stomp, it just shows off some of the cool stuff that Hulk can do, right? That something, some of the cool stuff that Jen can do, and some of the things that she was using techniques that Bruce taught her, right? So I think that's cool in that sense. And the only reason why the clap even worked, not that it would have worked, is because obviously that clap would have been super loud for Matt to hear and um would have affected him the way that it did and he knows who she is obviously and then she's like jen no and then obviously he the demask happens and she sees that it's matt murdoch and then has that whole conversation of basically like wait you're matt like what are you doing here like are you just playing someone that's blind and stuff because that'd be really messed up and then she's like no like i'm really blind i just use like you know the things and they they kind of discuss his powers and i think that was really cool too because even though there's a lot of people who know who this character is. There's also, we have to remember, there's a, like another group who has no idea who this dude is. Like they're just see, they're meeting Daredevil for the first time. So to give a little brief, uh, a brief view of what this character is and who they, who this character is, is I think is really cool. And also this whole collaboration episode, I think makes a lot of sense also, right? Because this just gives us a reason to get She-Hulk into the Daredevil show um, obviously if he needed some help fighting someone like Kingpin or just even if you wanted to do something like a lawyer episode or whatever you wanted to do, right? Uh, again, the making, I think Marvel's goal is to make it normal for these other superheroes to interact and for it to be like, not feel like such a, I guess a big world or feel like they're never going to run into each other in certain situations. And I think this, just the way that they've been going with the MCU and making all these characters kind of like run into each other for different reasons. It just makes sense because it, you can't have every episode. Cause a lot of us even asked that question like, Oh, well, why this was happening? Why did this happen in New York? And no one was there. Like, you know what I mean? You have to give reasoning on why some of these characters weren't there. Right? So if now that daredevil was going to do this, you know, this court case in, you know, California, it actually works out because what if something happens while he was gone? So it makes sense that maybe Kingpin showed back up, things like that during this, right? So you can you can build off of the these encounters and things like that. So I thought it was really cool. And then I loved my favorite line that this uh during that whole conversation was when Jen was basically like, So you wanted me to assume that the character where the person wearing the devil suit was the good guy, and then Matt goes, Well, that's a fair point. Like I thought that was hilarious, right? And, and it made really, uh, made a lot of sense. And then she's like, so you're a superhero, like the gold devil. And she's like, I'm daredevil. And then she makes the face like, oh, that's fitting. Like, you know what I mean? But again, my favorite line was the fact that she mentions like, oh, I'm sorry that I assumed the person wearing the devil costume was the good guy. <laughs> so like, that was cool. Um, obviously Matt explains the situation on why she needs to stop this and what's going on. And basically saying that leapfrog is actually the villain of the episode he actually kidnapped Luke and that he needs to go save him because obviously Luke is his tailor. He's also his client. So, and then Jen goes, well, that makes sense. So let's go ahead and uh, take care of this. Right. But all, obviously the attraction for 
Matt is 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 growing, right? It's it's starting to like now that she realizes he's a superhero. Like there's a lot of things going on that I thought was funny. Uh, then we sh we we roll up to the lily pad, which is the name of his hideout. Which you know obviously it's not subtle at all, which I thought was hilarious. But if you guys are into getting books and comics and stuff like that. If you pause it right at the beginning where it's at the lily pad, there's actually a QR code on the, on the little telephone boat pole thing. Um, you can actually get that. And I think it's a comic. Um, you, it takes you to a free comic that you can get. And Marvel's been doing this in some of their shows. So just look out for them, um, to see what's going on. You know what I mean? So, uh, we see leapfrog in his area. We, uh, hear what the plan is from daredevil and, she hulk and she basically is like hey like he's like it's gonna take me 15 seconds each person 10 you know that's gonna take like you know 15 seconds each person to fight each person to take him down and that's kind of like his plan and he's like look i've been the stealthy person this is what i do like and then she's like but i can just go in there and like wreck everything he's like but I, that's not what i do right but also we see that close-up moment that they have and he's he also mentions that he could hear their heartbeats and then he could hear jen's heartbeat say like beating really fast and then she ends up going like you know like it looks like they're about to he's she's about to kiss her kiss him and you could see again that attraction that swooning over him right now and then she does do the like oh he he kind of does it for me like you know what i mean that that um that uh you know fourth wall like breaking the fourth wall which again i think they use that to perfection in this because to me it doesn't feel overdone it feels very like well-timed every single time that she does it to me so um i thought that was whole, cool and then basically she goes on about the math and then daredevil's like wait that that math doesn't really work the way that you're saying it where it is because that doesn't make any sense 15 seconds 10 people like <laughs> it's not 30 minutes and i thought that was really funny so um and jen's just kind of like whatever kind of thing and then we get to the hallway and obviously you you freak out if you you've watched the Netflix Daredevils right because we know what the hallway scenes represent we know what they are right like there's been if I mean I think season one Daredevil episode two uh is probably the best fight like fight scene I've seen as far as like superheroes go like period I don't think um I, I mean as far as solo superheroes go I'm not gonna say like you know obviously because uh Endgame the last hour is probably isn't probably the best cinematic hour of ever, but this scene, like those hallway scenes, uh, and, and the hallway scenes in the, in both of both seasons, right? Season one, I mean, there's three seasons, but season one, season two, um, the hallway scenes are just iconic with daredevil, right? Because he had the, the one in episode two and he didn't have the costume on and he has the old school black and he's just like the one, one shot, thing and he's just throwing people through windows and throwing tvs with broke ribs like amazing and then you have the season two where he does the whole thing with the chain and the the hand tie and which is fantastic so them paying that little let that little homage to those scenes and him working the way that he does in these like these close quarters i think i mean you couldn't really ask for more besides obviously um the you know, for him to have been fighting more. Right. But that's the funny thing about this. Right. And I think, uh, you can use it as a troll or like, and I think, and again, as this show has been very aware of how people are going to react and they feel like 
obviously this show was like a gateway for daredevil to show up or are people are just watching this for daredevil and then right when he's going to fight all these dudes she hulk then shows up right at perfectly timed and obviously it was on purpose because that's how people are going to see it like oh man she ruined this moment but like that was the point the point was for her to come into that scene just like the way she did and i thought the i thought it was witty that they did that because it's to me it's funny that you know people are so like strung out and upset about this show and things like that and then she comes in and does that and i thought it was like a perfect touch to that right um so then we see that happen we finally get to 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 leap to leapfrog uh where he has a bunch of like frogger stuff and other things and the funniest thing to me was luke like calling over she hulk to be like hey come unwrap me like like <laughs> you know what i mean i thought that was hilarious obviously daredevil is whooping everyone's ass in the background and then um she's jen is basically telling leapfrog you need to get it together because like you're just going to make this whole thing worse and i need you to stop and basically while um matt is also saying like hey like she like he he's feeding off of jen's suggestion of saying like please stop like you know that you're crazy and things like that and then <laughs> matt's like yep that that sounds like a good idea um, and then he's like, is he a lawyer too? And then he's like, no, I just love law dramas and stuff. So just playing off with that, like I said, a new, like a lighthearted character, I think is hilarious. Um, obviously we go in, uh, leapfrog jumps off, hurts his foot again, but breaks his legs this time, right? For no, just for jumping out of the window without rockets. Hilarious. That pretty much ends that whole thing. We see Jen and Matt on the top. Um, basically we know what's about to happen because Matt's I mean, Jen's been swooning pretty much over Matt and, you know, Matt's feel like there's, you know, it's Jen. So, and you, you guys already know how I feel about, uh, Jen, Jen Walters. So please like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I think Matt, obviously, you know, they're flirting and then basically he's like, you know, next time in town, like, let me take you to dinner and listen, Jen is about that action. She was like, look, we can skip all that. Like, we don't need none of that stuff. We can just go back and handle the business now. Like, she's like, what's the point? So I think that was uh, funny. Obviously, they they did their thing. Like, and then the great scene was, was Daredevil doing the Walk of Shame, which is hilarious because that is like directed from the comics where she's literally done that to plenty of the people that she slept with, right? She kind of just like, you know, leaves like just leaves them there or they leave her like just you know in a thing and then he's leaving with the costume on which is hilarious because it's like what like why didn't you just leave it like because that was his only clothes like he didn't go back home or have a suit or anything like that with him so he had to wear the daredevil costume home and or to the airport and i thought that was hysterical so i i loved that about it and then this is when again perfect fourth wall uh moment is jen starts talking to us like hold on like that was a perfect ending to the episode like why did nikki just walk in here and and do all this stuff like it doesn't make any sense like what do you mean we're going to the gala now like this doesn't make any sense like we could have ended it there it probably should have ended it there and i think a lot of people thought that was the ending too i even hovered over the thing to see how much time was left and i noticed there was still like about 11 minutes left. And I was like, wait, whoa, that's crazy that we're doing this. So she goes on to then do some more comic book references, talking about the Red Hulk, which makes perfect sense now that the Thunderbolts have gotten um, introduced 
And if you guys know, General Ross is actually um, the Red Hulk, uh, to, but R.I.P. William Hurt, who is the person who played um, General Ross. Uh, but there are, from the rumors, it's looking like they're looking to recast the um, General Ross. And on top of that, the early rumors has been that it might actually be Harrison Ford. So it's going to be very interesting. I know that they said Thunderbolts is going to be a movie, which actually makes it even more interesting and more likely for Harrison Ford to actually play this role. But I don't know how I feel about that yet. And, um, I, and we also don't know if it's even true, but I don't know how I feel about that yet. But to think that Harrison Ford might be playing a character in the MCU is kind of crazy to me. Like, you know what I mean? Especially with, I know like the way that we, you know, it, it, it's really interesting. So that moving that along, but that to me, I thought that was pretty insane. Um, and then she also talks about this, um, the woman's being fringe, like fridge, which is something that, um, one of the, uh, Gail Simone, one of the best, um, writers uh, in comic books, she basically was saying like, notice saying that, um, that means when, you know, a female character is, is getting, uh, either killed off in a gruesome fashion. And she kind of, uh, uh, coined that term from a green lantern when, um, his girlfriend died and she was killed and shoved in the fridge and things like that. So that's what she meant by like the, okay, like, am I getting frid fridged? Because that was like that, that's what she was referencing to. So, um, it was interesting that, you know, again, perfect time talking about the third wall. And then Nikki jumps out with the X-Men, like, you know, jumps out with the makeup brushes as if she was Wolverine claws. And again, b this show and it being so, um, aware of things, right? This is the second Wolverine reference that we got. This is like, we got a re Wolverine reference in at the first ep the first or second episode. And then we got this kind of Wolverine reference. And then coming off of the huge announcement that, you know, that Wolverine will be coming back in Deadpool three, like it's crazy. Like this show knew so much things ahead of time. And like, obviously we can, we weren't that to all like to, you know, to Kevin Feige, but the way, the way that this show is really aware of its surroundings to me is what makes me really enjoy this show. And like, I get that the comedy isn't for everyone or you're not going to laugh at every other jokes and stuff like that. But y this show from a deserves a lot of credit just based off of how aware of how its fan base is right. And how the MCU fan base is and how not even like just the, the people around the MCU and how they're going to react to things. This show was really well prepared for those situations. So I thought that was really cool. They end up going to the gala. We know something dramatic has to happen at the gala because clearly they wouldn't have just, we're almost at the season finale, which Jen mentions because this is episode eight uh, and all that stuff. We go to the gala, her family's there. She's not the only woman who wins. Uh, they kind of give it to everyone, which you could tell Mallory felt disrespected by that because um, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, you know what I mean? Like we have to do twice as many work and get half the recognition um, for that and being, she's just not here for the whole like female lawyer thing, right? She wants it to be something as I'm here as a lawyer and I should be competing against everyone because I think I'm a fantastic lawyer. So she felt very disrespected by that. And you could tell when she started talking, Jen picks up the mic, starts thanking her parents and stuff like that. 
And then finally, we see a Hulk thing. We see the Hulk, the whole um, intelligentsia kind of doing their thing. They're trying to be like the uh, anonymous, essentially, and saying, you know, all these bad things about Jen, her being, uh, you know, a, you know, a slut and all this stuff and being the person that not everyone thinks she is. And realistically, like, what did she do wrong that people were like going all off on her for like she had a dating app and like the reasonings on there was really stupid like you know what i mean and for someone to even you know be giving her shit for the things that she did about like being on a dating app and things like that and you know having sex like so what like she's allowed to do all those things and um the fact that they the they had this thing and mallory warned uh everyone like you know don't do like you know we shouldn't tell her about this, but, uh, and stuff like that. And then we see it all kind of like blow up. And then obviously Jen is upset. She's in Hulk. So she's already, she's now she's really mad because clearly someone like she's feels violated. Like she's been, she was being recorded while she was having an intimate moment. Like all that stuff is not like something you want to see, especially in front of your friend, your friends and family, like your law firms, your boss and all that. Like she was embarrassed which the embarrassment then leads to her being angry and she punches the wall, which is what I said, right? I said at the beginning, I was just like, yo, just punch the wall before you can see anything and anymore. And then we find out some people are recording. She is really upset. She's like almost like she's, she snapped and um, she then comes out. She grabs one of the guys and she, we see her in a very, you know, savage Hulk mode. Right. And that's one of the things that, throughout the whole season, she's been really good about keeping control of and just being able to not show that side of her. And now it's going to show that she is, you know, that is she just like, um, Bruce where, you know, this is the thing that they do is it's just a Hulk thing. So, you know, that it's going to come up in the light where her like destroying the TV and they're going to make it, they're going to dramatize it to make it seem like it was much more than it was. I just think that whole thing was interesting and the way you ended that episode with her just breathing and catching her breath and then realizing like, oh damn, it's this, we we're really in some, some shit now. So I thought the ending of the episode was a great way to lead into the, to the season finale overall. I thought the episode was fantastic. Obviously it's going to, uh, it's my favorite, not only because of daredevil, just because for me, this is what I felt. Um, this is how I feel She-Hulk, like just reading when, re when you read She-Hulk, this is very much accurate to what she is. Um, I think Tatiana is playing a, a wonderful Jen Walt, uh, Jen Walters. Um, you know, I just think she's playing her to just, she's just playing her fantastically. I said Jen Walters, I don't, <laughs> but, um, you know what I mean? Like she's just playing her fantastic. Um, this whole thing just shows exactly what um why she got casted as that and I, and I thought it was fantastic and yeah I'm I'm here for the season finale I can't believe next week is the last episode so um yeah but obviously guys I'm going to be reviewing that hopefully Chris can come back um for that season finale but I am going that's pretty much it for me guys um that you know I have uh we're going to be dropping rings of power if you guys did uh rings of power comes out tomorrow so I'll be dropping that for you guys and then also anything that we had this week, um, yesterday was Andor, uh, Tuesday we had House of the Dragon. So if you are watching any of that stuff, go back and check some of those out. And like I said, if you guys like the content, rate, review, 
comment, subscribe, all that stuff helps with the algorithm and stuff and greatly appreciate it over here. So until next time though, fire team, 